listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you are having a great week so far. So we have been in this series about miracles, and this week I wanted to talk about things that hinder our miracles. I know that doesn't seem like the happiest topic, but it's an important one to talk about because, you know, we could be contending for miracles and there might be something that just needs to shift for it to come through. So what could be hindering a miracle? One thing that could hinder a miracle is lack of faith. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm accusing you of not having faith. Remember, we can have faith even as a mustard seed and tell this mountain to move from here to there, and it will. It's not something that we have to strive for. God will fill in the gaps as long as we choose faith. What I mean by that is you have to stand in faith and stand on the word. No matter how you feel, you just keep saying, this is what you want. This is what you believe. You know God is good. Because God can fill in the gaps. What we don't want to be is double-minded. The Bible talks a lot about not being double-minded. So what would that look like? One day you're believing for the miracle, the next day you might be saying you don't think it could happen. You want your words and your thoughts to line up with the miracle, and you don't want to be double-minded. So you've got to get the doubt out. When doubt creeps up, reject it, resist the devil, and he will flee. And stand on the word of God. And if you have to say, God, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief because I know that it is a promise in your word and you can do this, then that's what you've got to do. Sometimes we just have to say that we believe and help my unbelief. And that's all God needs because it's not up to us striving for faith. We just want to make sure that we're not double-minded. We're not going back and forth or changing our minds or our thoughts from here to there. It doesn't mean that we have to be perfect, but we do have to stand on the word and speak faith and think faith. And when words try to pop in or thoughts try to pop in that are not faith-filled, we rebuke them, we resist them, and we cast them away, and we ask God to help us with our faith. So that is one thing that can hinder a miracle. Another thing that can hinder a miracle, we have talked about a little bit in past episodes in regards to breakthrough, but sometimes someone is carrying offense or unforgiveness or something like that in their hearts, and actually all that's needed for that breakthrough to come through is for forgiveness to be released and for offense to be let go of. Sometimes it just takes some repentance and forgiveness. So you can ask God to search your heart and show you if there is anything in you that needs to be repented of, cleansed, and removed. So if there's a fence that needs to be removed, it needs to be repented of, it needs to be renounced. If there is unforgiveness, forgiveness needs to happen. So you can ask the Lord for help in those areas. One of the big things 
that can hinder a miracle is the way we talk. So we want to be careful to not come into partnership with anything that isn't what we want. It doesn't mean that we have to deny a fact. So if someone is dealing with symptoms of an illness, it's okay to say that they are dealing with the symptoms of that illness. But you still want to be careful about what you speak. You don't want to own an illness if you have it. So you wouldn't want to say that it was, say someone had asthma. They wouldn't want to say that it was their asthma. They would want to say something more like they've been diagnosed with asthma, they've been dealing with symptoms of asthma, but they know that God is healing them completely of asthma. So you don't want to own an illness or a problem. You want to own the promise and the solution. You know that God's a healer. Yes, you've been dealing with this thing, but you know what God promised and you know that his word is true. So you want to be careful to speak with faith. You also want to be careful to act with faith. So what does this mean? Maybe maybe you're speaking all of the right things. Maybe you're praying all of the right things. But your actions are not lining up with what you are believing for. What can this look like? So I have heard a story about someone who was on life support and they had called in some people to pray for them. And the people prayed. And when the people prayed, there would be improvements. But then things would go backwards again. And the person I know that was praying for them couldn't understand why they were making improvements and then going backward. Well, it turned out that the doctors had encouraged the family to basically treat the person as if they were dying and give them pain meds and things that would be given to someone as they were dying, that actually helps make the process of death faster. So while the family was asking for prayers for healing and restoration, they were acting as if that person was dying, and they were actually doing actions that took that person further towards the grave. Because in giving them the higher doses of the painkillers and things, it was actually making it harder for them to recover. So their actions were not meeting the prayers that were being prayed. Their actions were not matching the thing that they were claiming they wanted to happen. Now, it doesn't have to be just a healing thing. Maybe you're believing for a miracle in business. Maybe you're believing for a financial miracle, but you don't really have a savings account and you haven't opened one. Maybe you need to take an action to open one. Maybe you are believing for a business to be started and you haven't done anything to start that business. You've just kind of said, well, I'm waiting for this or that. But maybe what you need to do is take an action for that business. You can do it without funding. You could get on and go to one of those free websites and start a free website or create an email for the business. There are so many things that you can do in the natural world to align your actions with what you are believing for and praying for. And you want to be careful that your actions aren't doing the opposite. Maybe you're believing for someone to come home. They've been a prodigal. Maybe it's a child you're believing for to return home. Well, you don't want to turn their room into something else. You don't want to sell their clothes or get rid of their belongings. Those actions 
would speak that you don't believe they're coming back. Even if you're praying with belief and speaking with belief, your actions want to say you know that they're coming home. You're keeping their belongings. You're believing for their return. I've actually heard of people turning the porch light on and leaving it on as a symbol that they know that person's coming home and they've left the porch light on for them. So what else can hinder breakthroughs and miracles is if our actions are not matching our belief system and our prayers. So you want to match your actions to your beliefs. You want to match your actions to support the miracle. And there is one final thing that I want to talk about that can hinder prayers, and that is when people are not praying in agreement. Because God listens to prayers, and prayers are powerful. So we want to make sure that anyone that is praying for a miracle with us is praying in belief and standing for the miracle without doubt. And we also want to make sure that the people we are praying with or the people that are praying for us in situations in regards to a miracle are praying in agreement and not the opposite. So let me give you an example of someone who would not be praying in agreement. I have heard at times of people praying for healing for someone. And then another person comes and prays, and they pray for that person to peacefully pass. Because the second person that comes and prays for the person sees that they're not doing well, and instead of partnering with the faith for the total healing, they think, oh, this person would be better off if they just passed peacefully. So they pray for that. Well, you have one person praying for healing, and you have another person praying for them to pass peacefully. There is no agreement there. And actually, prayers are powerful. So both prayers have been activated and they're working against each other. You know, it says in the Bible where two or more are gathered, God is there with them. And he answers when people are in agreement. So we want to make sure that we are in agreement. And we want to make sure that we are in agreement for the right things. We need to make sure that there is no one praying opposite prayers. And if there is, we want to bind and rebuke those prayers. Especially if there's something that is fleshly and against the will of God. We want to make sure that we come into agreement. So there's power in agreeing with people. Maybe you have heard someone pray a fleshly prayer over a situation that you're believing for, for a miracle. If that's the case, get together with others that will believe with you and pray in agreement and stand and pray in agreement. There is power in numbers. It says where two or more are gathered, he is there with them. God is there with them. God answers our prayers. And when we stand in agreement, it's that much more powerful. So cut off any prayers that are not in agreement with the miracle. And be careful who you let in to pray and who you let in to even know what you're believing for because not everyone can believe with you. We see this even with Jesus. We see this with Jesus where he actually had people leave rooms before he brought someone back to life. There was a little girl that he brought back to life and he made everyone except the few people who he knew had faith for the miracle. He made everyone else leave. And we see that actually with Elijah also in the Bible where he had to pray for a child to regain life, but he made everyone leave that didn't have the belief for the miracle. So 
There are times that not everybody can be let in because a miracle has to be done with belief and you don't want anyone else's doubt or anyone else's opposite or fleshly prayers to get in the way of the breakthrough. Sometimes this comes in a much more subtle way too. Say you are praying for healing and you're believing for healing. Well, what if someone comes along and prays, well, if it's your will, God, heal them. That's not exactly praying the opposite, but that's not praying in faith. We have promises in the word of God that says he is a healer. In fact, it says that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. We know that healing is God's will. So to say, if it is your will, is actually contradictory of faith. It's contradicting the faith and the belief and the promise that God said that he is healer. So we want to make sure that the people we let in to pray with us and believe with us are people that can stand in belief and in faith and pray in agreement with us. I hope this was helpful. I know that this was kind of one of those harder topics to delve into, but if you have experienced any of these things, that's okay. You're, you can still get your miracle. God is still powerful. Just break off any word curses. Break off any fleshly prayers and stand in belief. You can do the right things now and God will align with your faith. So I pray for miracles to be released to you. I pray for your faith to be built up even stronger than ever before and that you encounter God in a greater way this week. I hope that you have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week. Where do you begin when you learn?